Well, good morning, Shiloh. This is Greg Vaccaro. We're going to be continuing in our series Straight from the Heart. And you might notice I'm not at Shiloh. I'm actually here in Kenya with my son, Dan. Um, Meg and I have been visiting Dan and Miranda and their family. And, uh, you know, I came out here with a couple, couple of intents. One was to spend time with them. But the other was, you know, Dan and I love talking about scripture and, and we love just <laughs> debating, <laughs> chewing, right, whatever you want to say. And, and we've been taking a passage uh, for the past week and just really going back and forth with it. So we're going to take some time now to, to just um, read that passage and, and to preach from you. The title of our message this morning is Living in God's Will. So our passage this morning is Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 20. I'm going to be reading from the ESV translation, so you can go ahead and follow along if you brought your Bible or open your phone. Uh, Here we go. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to, the, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this time that we have. Lord, I thank you that your word is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And, and Lord, I pray today as we look into your word that, your, Lord, your word would speak to each of us. God, I know your spirit has a way of personalizing your word. And, and I ask, Holy Spirit, that you do that now. Speak to each heart. Lord, let us see what you have for us to see in in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that my dad and I always do when we are looking at a passage of scripture is it's so important to look at the context. What is happening previously? This was a letter. And so when Paul was writing, he was building on his arguments, building on what he was saying. So as we look to what he said just before this passage, uh, I think it's all the way back in verse 8. It's talking about how now that we have been saved now that we have found salvation in jesus christ we have moved from darkness to light and it's because of that that this passage starts out with look carefully then the then is referring back to now that we have moved from darkness into light now that we are in the light Mm -hmm. then this passage takes off so it's talking to us as believers right this isn't to unbelievers this is talking to people that, that know jesus and if we look at ephesians 5 15 as dan said it starts with look carefully then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise. You know, and I think there's a number of important things that, as we've talked and we've chewed around, right, that it's, okay, look carefully how you mm-hmm. walk, right? It's not just a haphazard, oh, how am I walking today? No, look carefully at how you yeah. walk. Yeah, I think it's also, um, how are we doing in our walk with Christ? Where, what, almost what direction are we walking in? Are we walking towards Christ? Are we walking towards righteousness? Or are we, you know, I'm walking towards righteousness today and all, and then I'm zigzagging this way and then back this way and then sin and righteousness, sin and righteousness. Are we, where are we walking? Yeah. Um, Dan, I, I told you about Steve's message when I got here. Uh, and if you, if you listened a couple of weeks ago, Steve talked on words matter. That was the, the first message in this series. And it was just such a great challenge how he shared, okay, listen to the words coming out of your mouth, right? And I think that's part of, you know, um, that's part of this idea. Look carefully at your walk. Like, just listen, yeah. observe, right? What, what's happening? What's coming out of our mouths? Because that's what's in our hearts. Mm. Yeah. So after it says, look carefully at how you walk, it then says, not as unwise, but as wise. You know, and as we pondered over, all right, how do you describe unwise versus wise? I, I thought of that passage uh, 
back in Matthew 7, right? Where Jesus was telling, a, I guess, a parable or a story about a, a wise man who built his house on the rock and an unwise man or a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And it said something very interesting in that passage, if you go back and look at it in Matthew 7. See, they both, both the wise and the unwise, they both heard the word of God, mm-hmm. right? So, so we're talking about the word of God. We can both hear the word yeah. of God, but you could be wise and I could be foolish. What's the difference then between wise and foolish? The wise person not only hears it, but does it. Mm-hmm. The foolish person hears it and just doesn't do it. They, they go their own way. Yeah, there's a difference there. It's not just hearing the word, but it's hearing and doing. And so as we look at how we are walking, as it says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. It's really saying, don't just be hearers of the word. You also have to be doers of the word. You can't just choose to hear it and not choose to do it. That would be foolish. Uh, being wise is hearing it and doing it. And the reason that we need to be wise, where it's saying, you know, walk as the wise do, the reason is given in that next verse, verse 16, which says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Yeah, you know, so so about making the best use of the time, one of the things that's just been awesome here in Kenya is spending time with Dan and his family and, and just with the grandkids. We've met Sophie for the first time and, and just her getting acclimated. But Meg and I have spent a lot of time, his kids <laughs> love to read books and they love to yes, have Grammy do. and Pop play with them. Like we've been playing nonstop. Uh, the, the best part of the day sometimes is nap time because we get a break, right? <laughs> it's the only quiet part. Uh, it's the only quiet part. But one of the things we've noticed with Nora and Ezra is they play really, really well together. But like with all kids, they have those times where it's like kaboom over the silliest, silliest <laughs> things, you know. So so once we gave Dan and Miranda a chance to, to go out and, and uh, have a date and, and uh, Meg and I are, are watching Nora and Ezra and, um, you know, one of these arguments happened. So we just said, hey, stop. Let's try to talk about it. Right. What, what would it look like to have a solution? And, and Nora's so funny. She's like. I can't stop because it's so hard. Like it was, it was just, it took all of her being to try to calm herself down. It's so hard. I can't, but you know what? Here's, here's our response to as any parent to a child, it's a choice, right? It's not that it's going to be easy to walk as someone who's wise. It's a choice in how we do that. Um, so yeah, I, I just saw that as we were watching the kids, you know, and, and this message has been uh, kind of percolating in, in my heart. Yeah, being wise is a choice. Being unwise is a choice. Yeah, and I like the end of that verse too, where it says, because the days are evil. And I think it's really tempting sometimes to think about that as recent. You know, ah, uh, yeah, our current age is so bad. Things are going downhill. Woe is the world. Woe is the, the state of things. Our culture is, is so evil. But you have to remember, Paul was writing this back in the first century, and he was saying the days were evil then. Mm, it's not that days yeah. have recently become evil yeah, or that, right. oh, it's just because of um, the, you know, the, the politics, that's what's making things evil. No, days have been evil since the fall in the garden. So unless you're thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, back in the good old days, you know, before the fall, the days have always been evil. And like every other generation, we, we also have had a choice because these days are evil. We have a choice then. Are we going to walk as wise or are we going to walk as unwise, as foolish? Yeah. All right. So let's look at verse 17 because this is where it really starts. We get to the heart of this message. All right. Verse 17 of Ephesians 5 says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Right. So it's interesting. It says, don't be foolish, right, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Right. There, there's something that God has for us here that we can understand what his will yeah. is. Um, and, and it's really his will is that we would not be foolish. His will is that we would walk wisely, that we would be looking carefully at how we walk. But it's the how we walk that unfolds his will or, mm-hmm. or allows us to participate in, in what his will yeah. is. 
right? So if I'm foolish, I don't, I'm not doing God's will. I don't know God's will. If I'm wise, if I'm listening to the spirit, you know what? Now I'm, I'm fulfilling. I'm walking in God's will for my life. Yeah. And I think the, the whole crux of this is that God's will is about how we are walking. And as we, as we go into verses 18 through 20, we kind of take them as a section. Paul is giving us several ways of how we can walk as wise, how we can walk in God's will, which is walking as the wise. And in verse 18, it gives us a pretty clear command. It says, and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Okay, wait a minute, Dan. <laughs> so I'm, my dad's making debauchery. me, he's making me, I'll, I'll read it in the NLT because debauchery is not a word that most people use no, in common. No usage, idea. Right? Uh, so the NLT says it this way. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the spirit. And I think just like verse 17 is talking about this choice that we have to be wise or foolish. Verse 18 here is talking about a choice as well. We have a choice. Um, when you are drunk, you are being controlled by something else, um, which is why it's saying don't be drunk with wine. Do not let anything else control you because instead you want to be filled with the spirit or put a different way. You want to be surrendering your life to the Lord so that then you can be controlled by the spirit instead of by any other substance. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Galatians 5, 16, if I can just take a quick rabbit trail, says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Right? So what is it to have the Holy Spirit guide your lives? That's really what Ephesians is saying in here, that, that yeah. we would walk in the spirit, right? Guide, I mean, the Holy Spirit guides your life and walking in the spirit is the same thing. We're, we're looking to God each day. Um, and being, spilled, being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know what, it, it's not an event. Mm. I, I love the way it says in Acts that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and then they were being filled with the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. It was, it's a relationship that we have with yeah. God that, that I should be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of my walking with God. It's a lifestyle of being connected. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt because I think it's also, it's not a one-time event, but it's also not even a daily event. It's not something, oh, I'm going to yeah. wake up in the morning and be filled yeah. with the Spirit for right. that day. But like you said, it's an ongoing relationship. Yeah, it's not a check a box. Right. Okay, here's my quiet right. time. I got filled today. It's how am I walking the whole day, right? Because right. if I don't walk the whole day with God, then yeah. I've, I've compartmentalized him and I'm missing what he has in this relationship. Yeah, it's not a light switch that's on and off. I would put it like a hose. Is the water flowing or is the water not flowing? <laughs> yeah, all right. right. Flowing on top <laughs> of me. There it is. Uh, so when we go to verses 19 and 20, um, there's two very practical ways that we can walk in the spirit. And these are not the only two practical ways, but I think Paul does a great job of just saying, hey, here's two very easy things, two practical things that you can do to walk in the spirit. Uh, verse 19 says this, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so if we just look at 19, um, there's really, the first way is how we practically walk out the Spirit is how we worship. And that's how we worship both together in the corporate environment, all of us, uh, and how we, how we worship privately. You know, so it's, it starts off with, right, how do we address one another? How do we speak to yeah. one another? Yeah. Right? Am, am I speaking with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? Right? Is my worship and is the way I address other people, is it, is it God-filled? Is it bringing life? Is it bringing encouragement to other people? Is it speaking truth to people? Is it speaking right? truth? Right. What's the In content? Right? Yeah. What's the content? But then it goes on to say, and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Right. That's the private worship that I have. Um, you know, and, and what's near and dear to me is, is like, I can't be something um, publicly that God hasn't, that I haven't uh, ascertained or I haven't obtained privately, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so many of us, we want to come to church and, you know, I want to raise my hands. I want to worship. I want to look the part, right? Yeah. I want to say the words. 
But it doesn't work if, I, if I'm looking apart and saying the words and, and I don't have that private worship right. in my heart. Because right. that's where it starts. It starts with that relationship. It's not a matter of what you look like when you're at church or, or what you say when you're around other believers. It's what's in your heart. And, and that's this whole, this whole series, straight from the heart, right? right. That, that we would know God in our heart, our private yeah. worship, that then becomes our, our public. And that's what I think verse 19 is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as you go into verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's really hard. Uh, I mean, second way to walk in the Spirit. Okay, it says give thanks for everything. Uh, I think I'm generally a, a fairly positive person, but even for me, it's difficult. Okay, all of a sudden, you know, uh, I blow a head gasket in my car. Really hard to give thanks for that. Or all of a sudden, my taxes, instead of getting money back, it turns out I owe and thousands of dollars. Mm. Not something I enjoy giving thanks for. Or more recently, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, the, the Kenyan government closed down schools again. So now we are faced with teaching online yet again. That's hard to give thanks. Yeah. But I think what thankfulness does is it is it takes our heart attitude and says, you know what, I don't need to focus on my own situation. Let me reorient my heart to focus on God's sovereignty, that he is in control. Um, and, you know, I, as we focus on who he is, our circumstances just get so much smaller. Um, they can be big in our own lives, but as we look at them in the perspective of our eternal God, they're so small. Mm -hmm. yeah. They are so small. And so I think when you, when you look at what Paul is talking about in then 1 Thessalonians, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's the same thing he's saying to the Ephesians, is part of being in God's will is being thankful. Yeah, in everything. In everything, in everything. whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. All right, so let's summarize some of the takeaways that we've, we've seen from these verses so far. Um, here's number one. God's will is how we walk daily surrendered to him. Number two, how, how we walk is a choice. Will we be wise or will we be foolish? Will we listen to the word and also do what it says? Right? We're called to surrender to the Holy Spirit and do what he says always. Number three is the way we worship both together and in our hearts, in addition to our thankfulness, is how we walk. That's how we be wise. Right? That's how we're, we're built with the Spirit mm -hmm. or we're filled with the Spirit. Yeah. So let's make this really practical. I'm not, we are both very practical guys. Mm -hmm. We don't want to just Rubber talk in the theoretical, the but we want to talk about, all right, so what does this mean? Well, I can tell you what it means in my life. I think growing up, I had this idea that God's will was like a, you had to make the right turn. And if I, if I didn't do the right thing, if I didn't make the right choice, I was going to miss it. And like the train was going to leave without me. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm living out of God's will. And so I was always every, every choice that came up, it felt like a, this really big, decision that I had to make because if I'd made the wrong one, I was going to be out of God's will. And I don't think that that is actually true because as I look back on, you know, my life from, let's say when I become an adult, I don't really think I'm an adult yet, but you know, <laughs> when adult. I become He's an got adult, three kids. Come on. Uh, each decision has really been a series of small decisions. And over the years, as every time I thought I had things lined up and okay, I have a career now and we're going to, this is where we're going. Mm -hmm. God will kind of yank the floor out from under me and say, well, I have something different for you. So now, okay, restart. We're going to move here. We're going to do this different job. We're going to do this thing. Okay, now we're set. Oh, just kidding. We're going to go in a different direction. But every time that would happen, there was a series of small steps that Miranda and I have been taking together, a, a, a series of small daily decisions, you could say, that really led up to that. So when we got to these big decisions, like, all right, 
Are we going to move overseas? Are we going to become missionaries? Are we moving to Africa? Are we leaving the one country where we were in in Africa to come here to Kenya? None of those decisions felt like this big, um, scary, am I going to miss God's will? Because God's will had been all those small decisions along the way. So that by the time we got to the big ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were actually pretty easy to make because it was just the logical next step of where God had been bringing us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember I came to the Lord very young and um, I always felt like, Knowing God's will was something I needed to to understand right at the beginning. Um, And I understood it, you know, like God's got a will for my life and I'm going to understand the will for my life. Like it comes as one complete complete package. And, uh, you know, as I I made the decision coming out of high school to to become an engineer, I I made that decision in faith. And I made that decision because that's what I love to do. I I love solving problems. I love math. I love science. And, um, you know, I, I can honestly say I've walked with God through you know my growing up years in college after college i've been a part of churches been elders you know small group leader whatever uh and i've got a brother you know the youngest of eight kids my brother is 10 years older than me and he went from being an engineer uh, mm-hmm. for 20 years to then becoming a pastor and this started a lot of questions in my life i was it was a lot younger you know than, than where i'm at now he's been a, a pastor now for 20 something years as well but um Meg asked me many times, Greg, do you ever think you become a pastor? And I'm like, there's just no way. <laughs> there's just, like, I love engineering and I love volunteering in the church. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, there's times as an elder, I volunteered 15, 20, 25, 30 hours a week, you know, in, in leading youth ministries and preaching or, or whatever. But I never thought I'd be a pastor. And, and then, you know, it's too long of a story to get into right now. But there was a time in my life in about a year's span, I went from engineering to, to, to being a pastor. <laughs> And you know what? It wasn't as hard of a transition as I thought it would be, because just like Dan said, I've been practicing trying to walk daily and, and choose the wise path. Not that I've always done it. Believe me, there's just been plenty of times when I've messed up. But God has a way of recalculating us as we're going down the road. You yeah. know? And, and I'd Absolutely. recalculate and I'd kind of get back on track. And, and you know, when it came to that, deci- that time to leave engineering and, and then when it came to that time to decide, okay, is this, is this the job I'm going to take to be the pastor child? It, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be because it was just another step. And it was all of those small things of walking as the wise do, listening, but also doing and doing that daily. I think that's really the, yeah. the heart of our message is that God's will is not this big scroll that he has and you just have to figure out where you're going and then, okay, that plug in the destination and right. head that way. It's, right. It's a series of small things of walking as the wise do and listening to the word and then doing it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, so as we close this message, we want to leave you with three questions. And, you know, I, I pray that you not only listen to these questions, but you kind of take them with you. Think about them during the week. If you're in a small group, like these are great questions for us to chew on and, mm-hmm. and think about in a small group. So question number one, how has this message changed or, or has it changed your view of God's will? Yeah. Question number two, if you took an honest look at the way you are walking, uh, not just where you're walking, but how you are walking, are you walking as a wise person listening and then doing, or are you walking as a foolish person? Mm. And third one, does your life reflect that you're being filled with the spirit? You know, and if you're not sure what your life is reflecting, maybe ask someone that's close to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's probably the, the biggest challenge that we have mm-hmm. is do the people closest to us see our life reflecting the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Or you could even tie back to Steve's message. What's coming out of your mouth? Because that's going to be a pretty good look at what's coming. Sure. The, what's in your yeah. heart. Yeah. All right. So let's pray. Father God, I, I thank you for the time that we've had. Lord, I thank you in, in this passage in Ephesians 5. It's got so much for us, Lord. Let us... 
Let us take what, what you, your word is saying, Lord. Let us apply it to our heart. Let us be doers of the word, not hearers only. Lord, let us, let us look carefully at how we're walking. God, that we would make wise choices. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for, for being with us here in Kenya. Uh, we, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day and that you're blessed. If you're here at Shiloh in person, I'm sure there'll be people to pray with you after service. So God bless. Have a great day. Take care. All right. Well, thanks for coming and being with us today. Uh, Pastor Greg is quarantining. You'll see him next Sunday. Uh, he is back here in New Hampshire. And uh, hopefully you'll uh, take into consideration some of those great questions of how you're walking. Certainly something I will do. And if you need prayer this morning, we would love to pray with you before you go. Uh, but otherwise, God bless you. Have a great Sunday and we'll uh, talk with you soon. Have a good day.